This. This is the Farm Report with Pam Young. More wet weather on the way. We just got 4% of our corn in the ground as of Sunday. Only 19% of our field work complete. 19% of the oats in the ground. It's a little soggy around a lot of the state. 80% chance of rain again today. Most of it isolated showers and thunderstorms more this afternoon. Still going to be cloudy skies. 48, the warmest that we'll get, which is kind of where we're at right now. For tomorrow, another 80% chance of rain in the forecast. 56 the expected high. Thursday, a 60% chance of thunderstorms and 58. So we're not going to see much of a dry stretch of weather till we get closer to Friday. And even at that, not a long stretch of dry weather. Stu Muckrag, meteorologist, has weather details. Bryce Knorr, commodity specialist, Farm Futures Magazine, farmfutures.com, joins us live before 6. And tomorrow, Hispanic workers from across the state, as well as their employers, being asked to meet at the state capitol. I'll explain after 5.30. When you think of Palmer Amaranth, water hemp, ragweed, and mare's tail, doesn't it just make you want to give them the pounding they deserve? Now you can with Diflex Duo Herbicide. It's the post-emergence corn herbicide with two proven sites of action. So you get powerful control of the toughest weeds, built-in resistance management, and excellent crop safety. So don't just hit weeds. Pound them like never before with Diflex Duo. Learn more at DiflexDuo.us. Always read and follow label instructions. I'm guessing that most people can figure out that I'm a dog person, but really I'm a any animal person. Fabulous Farm Bay Pam Yankee here for the UW School of Veterinary Medicine. But dogs have always had a part in my life from the farm to today. That's why I was really excited to hear about the cutting-edge research going on now at the School of Veterinary Medicine with Dr. David Vale. He's working on a canine cancer vaccine. Can you imagine not having to treat animals with cancer, but instead being able to prevent it? That's just one example of the cutting-edge research right here in our community. But listen, they need more space to move forward with this kind of research. And that's where you come in. It's not just about donating money. It's also about creating conversations in our state. You can write a letter, send an email, make a phone call to your elected officials, letting them know that the UW School of Veterinary Medicine is out of space and needs to expand. Want more details? Jump online. Animals Need Heroes 2, T-O-O.com. No one works harder to help you achieve your goals. We know how challenging and rewarding farming and this way of life can be. You won't find financial experts with more ag knowledge and deeper rural roots. We grew up here, and many of us are farm kids through and through. So whether you have one acre or a thousand. Whether you're building a house or a legacy. Your friends, family, and neighbors at Compere Financial have your back. And And we're we're ready ready to to champion champion rural together. together. Learn more at Compere.com. Compere Financial. Equal credit opportunity lender. What's going on in the dairy industry, not only in this country, but around the world? Really and truly, I think it's anybody's guess. And one of the people, though, that has to try and figure out those guesses is Jim Mulhern with the National Milk Producers Federation. And, Pam, I understand he was in Madison, and you had a chance to catch up with him and pick his brain a little bit. Yeah, honestly, Bob, and like you said, uh, any number of topics you want to talk about with Jim Mulhern, President CEO of the National Milk Producers Federation. He was in town last week with uh, Farm First Dairy Cooperative, their board of directors, sharing with them some of the insights that he's noticing on everything from labeling of our dairy products and 
and uh, geographic markers right on through to school lunch programs, talking about what's happening on the international scene with tariffs and uh, basically just trying to make sure that the Dairy Showcase stays pure. Jim Mulhern obviously not lacking when it comes to activities keeping him and his staff busy in Washington, D.C. Well, this trade policy debate, Pam, is so important to agriculture and especially dairy. Um, right now, we're working with Farmers for Free Trade, a group of all a, a lot of agricultural commodity groups, trying to advance a trade agenda that will protect and promote U.S. agriculture abroad. We need more and better trade agreements. It starts with the NAFTA-USMCA agreement. We need an agreement with Japan. Those negotiations have begun. Uh, but trade policy is so important, and there's a lot going on. Unfortunately, much of it has been harmful for agriculture. We need to get the tariffs that are currently limiting our exports because of the retaliation that a number of companies have or countries have put in place. We need to get those tariffs lifted, and then we need new trade agreements to get better access to some of these foreign markets. What do you think the odds are right now of ratifying the U.S.-Mexico-Canada agreement, Jim? Well, I think ultimately it's going to get done. Uh, there are some roadblocks in the way right now. I think the first roadblock that has to get cleared out are these tariffs. So we have the Section 232 tariffs that are in effect on both Canada and Mexico uh, as a result of the U.S. Um, the U.S. has those tariffs on, and they've retaliated with tariffs on our products. Um, so We've seen our dairy product exports to Mexico uh, cut back fairly substantially, and that's been a real problem at a time when they are looking to other markets to displace us. U.S. dairy, it's a $1.4 billion a year business with Mexico. We provide them 75% of their total imports in dairy come from the U.S. They just finished a, a trade deal with the European Union. We could be losing market share if we don't get these tariffs lifted and get that um, going. Get that done first. Get rid of the tariffs. And then there will be a few other issues to deal with. But at the end of the day, I think the USMCA agreement gets passed. It's better. It, it's an improvement over NAFTA. And it's going to help not only U.S. dairy, U.S. agriculture, and really the entire U.S. economy. You know, in just the past two years, uh, farmers have learned so much about uh, trade agreements, tariffs, and how quickly things can hurt. Is this changing the direction of dairy policy overall at all, Jim? A lot of dairy farmers ask about supply management. Boy, they're pounding on that drum. And you generally say there's not enough consensus on that yet. Well, I would say I'd break that into two pieces, Pam. First, let me take your, your trade question. Um, I've been in the dairy industry long enough to remember the days when we um, had the protectionist walls up. We said we didn't want any imports coming in. We didn't see an opportunity for exports because we saw the Europeans were using export subsidies to dump product on the world market. So we had a distorted world market. Well, you fast forward to today, and we now produce... 30 billion pounds, 30 billion with a B, pounds more milk than we consume in the U.S. market. Mm -hmm. So the U.S. market's huge for us, yep. but it's only 85% of our production. Mm -hmm. We need a market for that additional milk. If we don't, if it backs up into the U.S. market, prices have been bad the last four years, mm -hmm. they'd be so much worse if we didn't have access to these export markets. So we have to grow export trade in dairy. It's key part of our future, and trade agreements are necessary to do that uh, because we have lots of barriers to get our product into overseas markets. If we don't have barriers, we can make those sales. There's a hunger in the world mm -hmm. for quality milk products. We have them. We want to sell them to the world. So that's the first part. The second part is the issue of supply management. And it's an issue, that, again, that given my long history in dairy, I've been through this many, many times. The only two supply management programs we've had of any major significance were ones that I worked on early in my career. The diversion program, the whole herd buyout. Those are really the only two short-term supply management programs. 
We tried again in 1990 to do a supply management program in the farm build there. Mm -hmm. a, a program, the policy we were advancing at that point is not dissimilar from what people are talking about today, this yeah. notion of two-tier pricing. Mm -hmm. Higher price on part of your milk, a much lower price on over overproduction or over the market needs. Um, in 1990, we pushed that. It crashed and burned. The industry was split. We didn't come together. And every farm bill since, U.S. farm policy has moved away from supply management. There's no major commodity in America that has any form of supply management as their farm policy. We tried it in 2014. Supply management was part of our farm bill proposal that we advocated to the Congress. Everybody knows what happened there. We didn't get it passed. And unfortunately, some of the same people who are advocating supply management today were sitting on their hands in 2014 when we were trying to push that. That's unfortunate. We saw the potential that these bad times could be coming. That's why we pushed that policy. But we couldn't get national unity in the dairy producer community. Plus, we had overwhelming dairy processing community opposition. So aside from one's views of whether supply management is good or bad, the political reality is that it's, it's not going to happen. And I'm spending my time, therefore, trying to put in place policies that can be done, can provide help. That's the safety net changes we have in the new farm bill. Hasn't kicked in yet. When that kicks in, it's going to be help. It's not going to make anybody wealthy, but it's going to be a more effective safety net than we've had. And then we have to grow these export markets and grow the domestic market. That really is how we're going to get dairy back into the footing that we need to be in. You know, as if that's not enough on your plate, Jim. Talk to me a little bit about geographic markers, the continued battle with uh, partners outside the United States that don't want us calling it Gouda, don't want us calling it Cheddar, etc., any new updates there? Well, there's a lot of activity on that issue of geographical indications, and it's a really important issue here in Wisconsin mm -hmm. because the focus of the GI issue is the Europeans see that we're making high-quality dairy products, mm -hmm. especially high-quality cheeses. Mm -hmm. we're, winning, we're winning world yeah. awards for the cheeses that are coming from the U.S., and many of them from Wisconsin. They see that, and they know the U.S. is going to be a formidable competitor in the future. So they're pushing the GI issue to wall off the competition and say we can't call a product gorgonzola right. or we can't call it parmesan we can't call it feta if it didn't come from from europe essentially what what the policy is so we are pushing back on that very strongly um, but the europeans are being very very aggressive and all the time that we spend not getting new trade agreements europeans are getting the deal closed and they just finished one with japan and they have GIs as part of that. So we're going to have a, a barrier in, into Japan as we try to get export sales into there. Into Mexico. The EU just finished a trade agreement with Mexico. That is, has the GIs as part of it as well. So this is a very tough issue. We need to be doing more trade agreements, get more engaged in that as a country. And the policies we're putting in place, this, the new USMCA, for example, does have language in there to protect... GIs, okay. and there's a process that we can go through that will help us push back on the Europeans as they try to advance this policy. That was what I was going to ask, is if we decide we want to do battle in Japan or, or other areas where these GIs are an issue, is it a World Trade Organization situation, or where do we try to uh, find resolution? Right now, it's not a WTO issue because WTO does not have GI provisions in it. Okay. Um, Excuse me, these are kind of bilateral agreements right now where the Europeans are advancing their agenda sure. through doing a one-on-one a -on -one agreement directly with Mexico. They did it with Canada. Mm -hmm. They're doing it with um, South American countries. Okay. They, they just finished one with Japan. So their policy, their approach is to do it as a one-off. Mm -hmm. What we're trying to do is make sure that, number one, keep companies from giving those, giving those names to the Europeans, number one. Um, failing that, to make sure that there is a process 
a due process so that if somebody tries to register a GI, if we've already been in that market with product, we can, we can get grandfathered in and protect our export sales. We were talking about 85% of what we produce has got to go someplace else, but there is a hunger for dairy. Are you noticing any innovations coming to the market, Jim? I've had a lot of dairy farmers say, why, if we've, are, why are we still doing the same old, same old with fluid milk packaging? Uh, is there product development out there that, that gives you encouragement on what consumers might buy here in the United States if it's got a different look, a different flavor? There's a lot of innovation going on, both in, in product development, in packaging, mm-hmm. um, in you know, some of the ultra-filtered milks mm-hmm. that are trying to increase the protein content uh, to reduce the, the lactose, the milk sugar, bring that down because some people who are lactose intolerant, you can take out the lactose, using a filtering process. Mm-hmm. But packaging, um, you, know, you look into the yogurt category, which has been flat for a while, took the rocket ride with, you know, up with sales on Greek yogurt. That's plateaued. But you're seeing some new yogurts come into the market there, the Icelandic yogurt, Australian, and, and you know, different European-type yogurts. So there's some opportunity there. Um, we do need more and better innovation in the dairy category. It's not going to be just the white gallon jug that's going to deliver salvation for us. Mm-hmm. We're going to have to develop more products and sell them in, you know, in, in new ways. Um, so there's lots of opportunity, lots of companies looking at it, and frankly, as an industry, we need to, we need to speed that up. Jim Mulhern, President, CEO of National Milk Producers Federation. You picked a good time to come home, don't you think? It's a great time, and it's great to be back here. Um, when I got the uh, request from Farm First to come out and speak to the board meeting and then had the event with Farmers for Free Trade yesterday up in, in Bangor, I thought, this is a good time. Right after Easter, get back home. I get to see my family, get up to Portage um, this weekend and, and visit with, uh, with family there and then family I have here in the Madison area, so it's, it's great to be home. No humidity, no bugs, too. No humidity, no bugs, and, and some sunshine for a change, which is not always what happens to me. I've come back here you know, in early May for fishing season and had uh, wake up in the morning with four inches of snow on the ground, so I'm glad that that's not going to happen this trip. Well, welcome back, Jim Mulhern, again, President CEO of National Milk Producers Federation with a full plate of issues that he's dealing with in Washington, D.C., from the tariffs and trade discussions right on through to trying to find new innovations for the milk that you're producing. From the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison, I'm Farm Director Pam Yonke. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Hello? Hey, Mike, it's Amy. What's up? I'm heading to work at Kelly's Market. I'm going in early to meet Kim there. She's going to apply for a job. You must really like working there. You're even recruiting your friends now, huh? Well, she needs a job, and Kelly's Market needs good people. But it's a gas station, Mike. That's what I thought. But really, it's a nice modern store with sandwiches, groceries, and things people need, including gas. It's a fun place to work. Every day's different. The customers are great, and I'm always learning something new. Really? Really. Plus, Kelly's Market is growing, and there's opportunities for advancement and raises, 401k, and other benefits, too. You should think about working at Kelly's Market. We're always looking for part-time sales assistance associates, and full-time assistant managers, and managers too, and they're great about working around class schedules. Wow, would it be okay if I met you and Kim at Kelly's Market so I could apply too? Sure, or you can apply online at kw-oil.com. Employees even get bonus money for referring good people. If you're hired, I get a bonus, and then I'll buy you lunch. Sounds great. I'll log on right away. Thanks, Mike. Looking for a great job with good benefits and a solid future? Kelly's Market and Equal Opportunity Employers now hiring sales associates, assistant managers, and managers in training. Apply today must be 21 or older depending on location. 
Shopping for that special someone can be hard. You want to make sure that gift is perfect. Jewelry is always a great go-to because it lasts forever. Place to go, Goodman's Jewelers. They have the best prices, something for every budget. They have incredible quality jewelry, one-of-a-kind pieces, diamonds, engagement rings, traditional and modern styles, and you can customize your own. Something for a Badger Packer fan? Goodman's Jewelers has it. A true icon in Madison, the city's oldest full-service jewelry store, is your family. Goodman's Jewelers. By land, sea, or air, Alaska is beautiful. And guess what? We'll see Alaska all three ways. I'm Pam Yankee. It is time. Make that call. Make that reservation. We've only got a few seats remaining for our Alaska Agriculture Adventure, August 20th through September 1st. Call 800-826-2266 for reservation details or online. Fabulousfarmbabe.net, right there on the homepage. Alaska, August 20th through September 1st. Roses are red, violets are blue, and you bet she'll be talking farming with you. It's Pam Yonke and the Wisconsin Farm Report. 521 on a Tuesday morning. We're running a little late. we got to get to ag weather. Stumach Ag Meteorologist along with us live via Skype. My buddy Dell there in North Fond du Lac just called me. Says four-tenths of an inch of rain in his rain gauge, and I'm guessing that we're going to get more. We are going to get more, Pam, a little bit more today, you know, maybe a tenth of an inch or two. It develops with the next low building up out of the southwest. There's more rain in store overnight and into Wednesday. In fact, total amounts are going to be pushing up over an inch around most of our area. I'll have forecast details right after No this. one works harder to help you achieve your goals. We know how challenging and rewarding farming and this way of life can be. You won't find financial experts with more ag knowledge and deeper rural roots. We grew up here, and many of us are farm kids through and through. So whether you have one acre or a thousand. Whether you're building a house or a legacy. Your friends, family, and neighbors at Compere Financial have your back. And, and we're, we're ready, ready to, to champion, champion rural together. together. Learn more at Compere.com. Compere Financial. Equal credit opportunity lender. Losing a loved one is never easy, and probably one of the last things you are thinking about at the time is whether or not that loved one was a hero and an organ donor. I'm Pam Yonke. Al Wright from Barneveld can tell you all about it. He lost his wife, and while sitting in the hospital waiting room, the family remembered that she wanted to be an organ donor. We sitting around, you know, and my son said, didn't mom want to be a donor? My gosh, she did. You know, you're not thinking of that at the time. That's Al Wright from Barneveld. His wife, as an organ donor, became a hero to some 50 people that were touched by tissue, eye, or organ donations from her. It's easy to do. You can register now online. DonateLifeWisconsin.org. DonateLifeWisconsin.org. Today, there's more than 3,000 Wisconsinites waiting for an organ, tissue, or eye donation. You could become their hero. DonateLifeWisconsin.org. For control of yellow nut sedge and tough-to-kill broadleaf weeds like common lamb's quarters and water hemp in your cornfield, Tank Mix Yukon in your post-emergence herbicide treatment. Yukon is the gold standard in knockdown and residual control of yellow nut sedge. With two modes of action, Yukon gives you an easy-to-tank-mix tool that also helps defend against herbicide resistance. To keep your cornfields clean of yield-robbing yellow nut sedge and tough broadleaf weeds, trust Yukon from Gowan, USA. All right, let's do a quick look at the forecast. Well, fog this morning, clouds by midday and afternoon, showers, maybe a thunderstorm in southern Wisconsin, upper 40s today, 
Fog, clouds, showers, possible thunderstorms overnight, low 40s, and clouds and rain tomorrow, mid-50s, trying to warm it up. But from today and on through tomorrow night, Pam, I'd say some half to nearly one inch amounts of rain could be adding up in the gauges. It will dry out finally by Friday. All right. Thanks, buddy. Uh, Like we said, four-tenths of an inch of rain from Dell in North Fond Lac. You can always call me or message me with your rainfall totals. La Crosse, you're cloudy in 45. Mauston, cloudy in 43. Fond Lac, cloudy in 39. Same in Oshkosh. Madison this morning, cloudy skies sitting at 43 degrees. The weather has slowed us down as far as spring planting is concerned. More details on that after 5.30. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. We've always had villains to face. Bad guys to take down. But you. You are the most horrible of all. Just because you're tough, it doesn't mean we can't beat you. We're here because we've had enough of you. We all have the power to do something. To change something. To stand up to cancer. Every single one of us is mortal. Even me. Even me. One person is not a team. But when we join together... You don't stand a chance. But inside, we are all heroes. We are resilient. We are powerful. And we will win. Marvel Studios' Avengers Endgame, MasterCard, and Stand Up to Cancer are joining together today to help take down one of the biggest villains of all. Cancer. Join us now at standuptocancer.org slash MasterCard. Hello. Hey, Mike. It's Amy. What's up? I'm heading to work at Kelly's Market. I'm going in early to meet Kim there. She's going to apply for a job. You must really like working there. You're even recruiting your friends now, huh? Well, she needs a job, and Kelly's Market needs good people. But it's a gas station, Mike. That's what I thought. But really, it's a nice modern store with sandwiches, groceries, and things people need, including gas. It's a fun place to work. Every day's different. The customers are great, and I'm always learning something new. Really? Really. Plus, Kelly's Market is growing, and there's opportunities for advancement and raises, 401k, and other benefits, too. You should think about working at Kelly's Market. We're always looking for part-time sales assistants. Associates and full-time assistant managers and managers too and they're great about working around class schedules wow would it be okay if i met you and kim at kelly's market so i could apply too sure or you could apply online at kw-oil.com employees even get bonus money for referring good people if you're hired i get a bonus and then i'll buy you lunch sounds great i'll log on right away thanks mike looking for a great job with good benefits and a solid future kelly's market and equal opportunity employers now hiring sales associates assistant managers and managers in training apply today must be 21 or older depending on location Sarah, I've only got three things to say. Which one are you going to say first? Mother's Day? Okay. Sunday, May 12th. All right, so what's number three? $98. $98? $98. Mother's Day, Sunday, May 12th. $98? I guess I should have said I had four things to say. Bring it. The Simply Love Diamond Pendant. Really? Just $98? Because every mom deserves a diamond pendant to let her know you love her. I've got $98. And you've got a mom. Kessler sells engagement rings, magnificent diamond stud earrings, fabulous diamond pendants, and one-of-a-kind custom jewelry. And the Simply Love Diamond Pendant is perfect for saying, I love you on Mother's Day. I'm Sarah Smith. And I'm Monica Kessler. Welcome to Kessler's. Find the Kessler's nearest you at Kessler'sDiamonds.com. Hi, I'm Travis Ganser. We hear you. You need new windows. Ganser Company is proud to introduce 80 Years and 80 Minutes. 
Simply put, you need real information and pricing so you can make a good decision and spend your precious time with your family and friends, not contractors failing to call you back, taking weeks to get you an estimate, or the high-pressure sales pitch you dread. Our 80 years of hindsight for 80 minutes of your time. We give you the skinny in 80 minutes to make an educated decision. With the huge swing in temperatures from below zero to the upper 90s, Ganser Company has the only window made for Wisconsin climate. Infinity Windows from Marvin offer a lifetime warranty. Bring on the ice, wind, and the heat. Infinity Windows don't warp, crack, or fade like vinyl windows. Call today, 608-222-1243. Or stop into our showroom and see the Infinity Window Experience. Remember, 80 years and 80 minutes from a local family business of four generations. It's that simple. Dancer, that's the answer. A Skincare Minute with skincare expert Michelle Neeson. Botox is very safe. We've used it for many years. Botox is a purified protein. It's used to relax wrinkles in your face, such as in the forehead, and crow's feet, lines around the eyes. These treatments at Rejuvenation Clinic of Sauk Prairie are virtually pain-free and are very simple and quick. They are more affordable than you would think, being a fraction of what a facelift might cost, but the result is very natural, softening of the lines and wrinkles. Most people tell me that their friends don't notice, that they just look rested and they look better. Visit the experienced medical professionals at Rejuvenation Clinic of Sauk Prairie for natural, long-lasting confidence and beauty. Let your natural beauty shine through. View our specials at rejuvenationclinicofsaukprairie.com. So some Badgers were drafted over the weekend. Nobody was drafted, obviously, in the first round. Um, in fact, nobody was drafted in the second or third. Uh, well, we had one in the third round, Michael one. Dieter. Yep. Uh, and then several in the uh, in the fifth round. I think three is a record, by the way, for a, a round. I think they had three in the fifth round, which was a record. Um, out of the guys, we'll start with the, the guys that did get drafted. What was your, your biggest takeaway of the names, the guys who heard their names called in the seven rounds between Thursday and Saturday? The only one... Drafted around where he was graded was Dieter. Now, yeah, because, I mean, I, I think Ryan Connolly, because yeah, no, I, I saw a sixth or seventh round, so fifth round's a little earlier. I thought I saw um, with Conley, Van Kinkle, and Edwards, they're all kind of that fifth to seven. See, I now I saw, I saw Edwards' is third and fourth. Yeah. So, like, that one I was baffled by. Uh, and maybe that injury to his arm is a little worse than... Everybody is let on. Who knows? And that that could be a big contributing factor here. Um, or maybe his interviewing process didn't go along so great. Because, I mean, we had the, uh, when it came out, asking about uh, how he what he thought of Hornybrook. He was just like, well, I'm not there anymore. You're going to have to ask those guys. I mean, not, not generally the answer you're looking for if that's a legit interview question from a scout or anything. I mean... You got to have some sort of feeling on it, especially where some of the rumors out there is you are directly involved in this. I mean, guys probably want to hear about that. So who knows? Uh, maybe his interview process didn't play out well and teams didn't like it. So he dropped a little further than uh, his on field grading. But uh, overall, uh, I guess four out of the six I thought were going to get drafted got drafted. And then let's get to the the guys that didn't, and and and, and the biggest ones, obviously, uh, Bull Benchwall and T.J. Edwards. I mean, yeah. look, 
TJ Edwards, who was a, a Butkus uh, Award finalist, finalist uh, two years ago as a, as a junior, there was a s- serious question, RJ, would he even come back for his senior mm-hmm. year? Um, and they graded him as a fourth-round pick right. then. I don't know what happened in the in the year since, but, you know, 10 career interceptions. Uh, I mean, f- you watch film on the guy. I don't understand how he's not drafted. I mean, you might have a guy who's an undrafted free agent here who makes a two-deep with the Eagles this year. Uh, it It's baffling to me that he wasn't drafted. Bo Benchwall uh, was the number one either in the Big Ten or in the entire country, the number one guard graded by pro football focus this past year. And that, there's another one that baffles me, especially when you consider the amount of people who have quote-unquote reached on uh, Wisconsin O-linemen in the past, and it's reaped nothing but benefits. And, what, two years ago at one point in time, including Joe Thomas in there, uh, each position was the highest paid in the NFL by a Wisconsin former Wisconsin Badger lineman. Well, uh, visiting with our Badger insider uh, RJ, you know, you, to the offensive line specifically, when we think about the, the domination uh, and some of the accolades. I mean, Edwards is a returning, you know, All American. Same with Dieter and Benchwell with the expectations. I mean, to have a third, a fifth, and an undrafted for an offensive line that a year ago we were talking about was possibly the greatest ever. Mm-hmm. That's kind of like a, an unceremonious end. To that old line's time here at Wisconsin. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I mean, you could have been talking about two or three, you know, first and second round picks at this time last year, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, if they would have been able to go earlier or left earlier, uh, yeah, you're right. We would have seen guys who uh, were taken in probably the second, third round there. But uh, no, no matter what it was, it seemed like pass blocking took a, a step back this year, whether it was actual or perceived. Run blocking didn't change too much. You still had a Heisman caliber running back put up some stats, and he doesn't do that alone. That's that's on the O line there, and just moving forward, uh, it it seems like whatever happened on the field, off the field, uh, what scouts saw versus some of the, and you know what, I was one of the ones who was pretty critical because at times. Uh, this O-line gave up sacks. Uh, whether you like to say Hornibrook wasn't able to move or not, uh, he there's t- at at times there's guys who came free at him, and, and it was hard to, to see that. But, I mean, still, as individuals, I, I really feel these guys should have been either drafted higher or even drafted in Benchwall's case uh, during this draft. This is the Farm Report with Pam Young. Bryce Knorr, Commodity Specialist, Farm Futures Magazine, farmfutures.com, is joining us this morning. You know, around the state of Wisconsin, we got about 4% of our corn planted, primarily southern Wisconsin, in the past seven days' time. About 19% of the oats are in the ground. The winter wheat, not looking quite as good as it did a week ago. We're going to talk about that before we hit 6 o'clock. Bryce will give us an update on the national scene. Stick around for that. I'm Pam Yonke. Now, from Landmark Services Cooperative Agri-News Desk, here's what's happening on a Tuesday. Did you know on this date back in 1993, do you remember this? Uh, Monica Sellis, tennis pro, was stabbed by an obsessed fan. Now, the, the stab wound wasn't all that bad, but she missed literally two years of competition because of the psychological ramifications from that. Monica Sellis attacked, stabbed on this date back in 1993 by an obsessed fan. And on this date, 
Back in 1789, George Washington became the first U.S. president. He took the oath in Federal Hall, New York City. And now you know. All right, what we also want you to know is that tomorrow in Madison, Hispanic workers and immigrant labor from all across Wisconsin agriculture going to be at the state capitol, along with, hopefully, their employers. They are calling for driver's licenses. This is an issue that's been catching national attention. Christine Newman-Ortiz from Voices de la Frontera helping to organize the event that starts at 11 a.m. tomorrow at the state capitol. Reba McClone brings us more. One problem facing many immigrants, though, is the fact that they're unable to get a license. I was able to talk with Christine Newman-Ortiz about their upcoming event. We have a very major event coming up. It is called A Day Without Latinos and Immigrants. Uh, It is a statewide community strike, which means a day of no work, no school, and no shopping. On May, May 1st, to call on, in particular, Republicans in the state legislature to support the um, dri- restoring driver's licenses for immigrants, which uh, the, the governor put into the state budget. This is something that's um, critical and um, uh, to restore the right, a right that, that immigrants once had here in Wisconsin. A lot of our listeners are involved in the agriculture industry, and so this is a very important topic for them, but can you expand on why this is so important for the agriculture industry? Yeah, because if you care about agriculture, if you care about the dairy industry and keeping the prominence of Wisconsin as a uh, national prominence uh, as, as a dairy state, um, then you have to look at the workforce. You have to care about what's happening on the immigration front. And the reason that driver's licenses is so important to the dairy industry and to agriculture is that um, right now we know that in the wake of the 2016 elections, a lot of the protections that were won under the previous administration have been taken away so that now driving without a license, a simple that simple minor in, um, traffic infraction actually can lead to being targeted by immigration agents and the father or mother being picked up at a farm, their home. And so people are very much afraid to to drive now. And the consequence of that is it's created what was already a labor shortage. It's, it's made that even tighter. And we already know that there's a lot of farms that are closing, regardless of what you think of immigration or any of the other issues. Uh, the bottom line is that if you restore driver's licenses to immigrants, then you will have more people on the roads that are um, have been tested on their rules of the road, have taken a driving test, have taken a vision test, have access to good insurance. And a report by Kids Forward recently showed how that would actually mean a savings for people in their insurance premiums because you're expanding that pool of um, people who are getting coverage. Um, and so there's just, that that's the most immediate benefit, though there is also an economic benefit um, apart from the insurance piece, just that people will be able to like spend more, you know, buy cars, buy good insurance, 
um, get around more and um, and also address um, this labor shortage. But I think agriculture is important to mention. We consider it extremely important, and we really want to send a special invitation to dairy farmers, dairy workers, agricultural workers, to do as they did in 2016, which is work together to ensure that they could have maximum participation to be that voice with those legislatures. Your Day Without Latinos on the 1st, is that only available to Latinos, or can supporters also show up to help? It is definitely um, a strong, strong invitation a, uh, for everyone to participate. And in fact, that's the strength and the beauty of it. The reason we say Day Without Latinos and Immigrants is because we're lifting up and in particular, encouraging Latinos and immigrants who are the target of these um, hateful policies to be counted in a way that's um, peaceful, in a way that's powerful, in a way that affirms you know, the positive contributions that immigrant workers and their families make to the state of Wisconsin. But we know that um, they can't do it alone because it's, it's, we, we have to uh, stand up um, with immigrants and Latinos in our state against these policies. And that's when we're truly strong and that's when we're effective. And so it has always been a very diverse event. These are, you know, tens of thousands of people participating in these very um, peaceful, powerful protests. And we invite folks to participate, uh, not just to push back against bad policy, but to actually secure something that will benefit all Wisconsinites and make our roads safer. And there is a window of opportunity now because the budget is going to get passed in the budget right now. That budget is getting negotiated between a Democratic governor, a Republican majority legislature, and it's the people that are going to make the difference to really have a breakthrough. There is support across party lines, whether you identify as Democrat, Republican, independent, you don't vote. There is broad support for this, but we do need people to step up and call for this to get done And there is a historic opportunity and an urgency to get it done. If you want to learn more about the Day Without Latinos and Immigrants, you can go to Voca de la Frontera's website at VDLF.org. That's VDLF.org, where you can find all the information about the Day Without Latinos and Immigrants, as well as letters and petitions that you can send to your representatives. You can also find all this information on the Vocas de la Frontera Facebook page. For the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Reba McClone. When a company only does business in Wisconsin, that's Wisconsin Strong. Rural Mutual provides all lines of insurance, including commercial, farm, home, and auto. And your premiums stay right here to keep Wisconsin strong. Local agents, local underwriters, local claims adjusters. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. When you think of Palmer Amaranth, water hemp, ragweed, and mare's tail, doesn't it just make you want to give them the pounding they deserve? Now you can with Diflex Duo Herbicide. It's the post-emergence corn herbicide with two proven sites of action. So you get powerful control of the toughest weeds, built-in resistance management, and excellent crop safety. So don't just hit weeds. Pound them like never before with Diflex Duo. Learn more at DiflexDuo.us. Always read and follow label instructions. To the soybean farmer who knows the early rise. Who's there even when times are hardest. Whose fingers bless Wisconsin soil. Who sows in our hearts and grows for our children. 
to the soybean farmer, we stand with you. Strengthen the voice of Wisconsin farmers. Join the Wisconsin Soybean Program at wisoybean.org. I mentioned it earlier, not a lot of field work completed around the state of Wisconsin. According to the Ag Statistical Service, as of Sunday, we had 19% of our spring tillage work done statewide. About 4% of the corn was in the ground. 19% of the oats were planted. The winter wheat took a two-point drop in uh, the good-to-excellent category compared to a week ago. About 18% of the potatoes are in the ground. So we're kind of lagging behind, at least for this date so far in April. Markets are a little lower in overnight electronic trade. December corn's down a half a cent, 380 and three quarters. November beans, they're actually up two cents right now, 882 and three quarters. July wheat's down two and a half, 432 and three quarters. Barrel cheese was unchanged yesterday at 163. 40 pound block cheese, that was down a penny and a quarter at 167 and a quarter. The double A butter, that finished the day up a penny at 228 a pound. What's going on in the marketplace today? Our man, Bryce Knorr, commodity specialist, farm Futures Magazine, farmfutures.com's on the line with us next. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Agronomy, feed, propane, agri-finance, fuels, and more. Insight FS is your supplier of choice. Insight FS lubricants offer high-quality protection from diesel to industrial machinery. They blend it, they back it. Your equipment is only as reliable as what you put in it. Use Insight FS lubricants. From energy to agriculture, on the farm, at your business, or at home, make Insight FS your valued partner. Visit InsightFS.com for a location near you. I am so proud to have six of the best custom jewelers and two of the most advanced CAD designers in Madison that meticulously work under microscopes, producing some of the finest custom jewelry Madison has ever seen. If you want your beautiful engagement ring or anything custom with the utmost accuracy, you'll only be able to have it done at Chalmers Jewelers. Six of the best custom jewelers and two of the most advanced CAD designers is why Chalmers Jewelers is voted best of Madison gold year after year. I wasn't expecting him to even have the ring for me. I thought we were just going to go in and just kind of look. I had decided to ask her to marry me in the store. He proposed to me at Chalmers Jewelers. I was speechless. But I was so taken back that the only thing I could do was cry. (laughs) It was everything that I'd hoped it would be. And the surprise and the ring were perfect for the perfect woman in my life. Chalmers Jewelers in Middleton. The largest video arcade of Wisconsin is right here in Madison. Geeks Mania Arcade and Family Entertainment Center. All the video games and pinball machines you love are waiting for you. Unleash your geek at Geeks Mania. Birthdays are great at Geeks Mania Arcade with group discounts and a free comic for the birthday boy or girl. New video games and pinball machines arrive almost every week. Geeks Mania Arcade. Odana Road across from Rustero, where geeks rule. Geeks Mania family discounts good for up to five children under the age of 16 when accompanied by an adult. Odana Road across from Rustero. Geeks Mania. If your workout schedule includes baling hay and pitching pens, then you might just listen to Pam. It's Pam Yonke and the Wisconsin Farm Report. Alrighty, 547 now on another soggy start to a Tuesday morning. That's becoming more and more frustrating, not just for farmers in Wisconsin, but farmers all across the countryside. Everybody seems a little delayed. Let's talk about it. Bryce Snore, Commodity Specialist, Farm Futures Magazine, farmfutures.com. Joining us live via Skype as we get rolling on this Tuesday morning. What did you see as far as the planting progress report, Bryce? I know we always 
talk about the technology we've got. We can make up for uh, lost time. But, you know, in Wisconsin, we start thinking about the shrunk, the shrinking of our growing season. Hello, Bryce. <laughs> Hi there. I think we're back. There. Yeah. Like- uh, yes. Uh, farmers can plant a whole lot of corn. Uh, but they have to be able to get into the field, and that's what we're seeing now. That is the problem. Uh, uh, a few wheels were turning in parts of the western corn. No, uh, we're having some technical issues with. They made progress last week. They're still behind. Okay, now double check your connection there, Bryce, because uh, we only got about two words out of all of that. So we are behind. Uh, like we said in Wisconsin, we only got about four percent of our corn uh, that was planted. Minnesota only two percent. Were there any states that really stuck out in your mind that uh, traders are going to hone in on? Yes, Illinois only nine percent. Uh, they that's thirty four percent. Behind average, so I think when we take a look at uh, some of those eastern, uh, upper Midwest states, so that's where things are really slow. Have we seen anything much in uh, North Dakota, South Dakota? Those are the folks that were making headlines with all the flooding in that. Have they uh, kind of righted the ship in that area? No, uh, uh, growers in North Dakota finally got some spring wheat planted, uh, but uh, still way behind average. We are just having internet problems with our man Bryce Nor. I'm afraid, this morning. So we're going to have to check in with him, uh, I'm afraid, uh, on Thursday and find out what's going on. And hopefully he'll have his uh, situation taken care of as far as uh, that uh, internet connection. So again, like he said, uh, the states that are most uh, in the crosshairs when it comes to traders and what's happening with the uh, U.S. planting scene still lagging behind, much like Wisconsin is. Just 4% of our corn in the ground, 19% of our oats planted, 19% of our spring tillage work done, and a 2% decline in our winter wheat ratings as far as Wisconsin farmers were concerned. 44% of that crop now called good to excellent. I do want to remind you that uh, we will be posting all kinds of information on what's coming up as far as field events, what's happening as far as planting, and you can always go to fabulousfarmbabe.com. I also want you to know that uh, we have regular podcasts that are available every day. Let's say that you miss part of the farm show. You want to kind of come back and listen to somebody's comments or thoughts again. I do want you to know that that's available now. All you need to do is go to Midwest farmreport.com and you will see under my tab or uh, Bob Bosold's tab that you can listen to daily podcasts of our uh, hour-long shows. So like I said, I know you may not have the time to sit and listen all the way through in an hour when you got kids to get ready or chores to get done. Know that those podcasts are now available to you at midwestfarmreport.com. You can always kind of cross-reference what's going on there. We've got June Dairy events that are on the horizon. I want to remind everybody that if you've got an event coming up in your community. Myself and Reba would love to know about it. We will be covering not only news-related items like the things that are happening down on the Capitol Square tomorrow with the uh, rally with our immigrant labor force talking about driver's licenses. Also tomorrow they'll be talking about the Dairy Innovation Hub and discussing possibility of introducing that to UW-Madison, UW-River Falls, UW-Platteville, that hearing taking place 10 a.m. down at the state capitol. But if you've got June Dairy events, 
dairy breakfast, dairy brunches, whatever it is. We'd love to uh, share that news with the audience across the state of Wisconsin. All you need to do is either send us a message on Facebook, look for Fabulous Farm Babe, and let us know. Both Reba and I get the information there. Or you can also call toll-free anytime, 877 301 Farm. That's 877-301-3276. If we're not able to answer the phone, you can definitely go ahead and leave a message with all the details, and we'll try to relay all that information on to the audience. We've got Jefferson County getting started uh, mid-May with their breakfast uh, at the Jefferson County Fair Park, May 25th, the Memorial Weekend. We are going to be headed towards Green County Saturday, May 25th. They are down at the Kidner Farm in uh, Brown Town this year for the event that kicks off at 6 a.m. Cows on the Concourse back at the Capitol Square on uh, June 1st, Saturday, June 1st. Uh, That event, one of the only opportunities many folks that live in the city have to actually come in close contact with those beautiful bovines and baby calves. Again, that's going to be off of the Martin Luther King Boulevard Street right across from the Dane County Farmer's Market. Get started at about 8 a.m. and goes until about 1 p.m. So again, plan on bringing the kids around if uh, you are more of an urbanite and want to kind of connect with what's going on in Wisconsin agriculture. A new poll out from the Minnesota Milk Producers Association shows how alarming our dairy situation is, not just in Wisconsin, but across the United States. 97% of the Minnesota dairy farms that responded said that they were in poor economic shape. Only 3% said that they were fair. Approximately 45% of those dairy respondents said that farm financing was available and the terms were manageable. But there was also approximately 15% that said they were in need of farm financing, but no banks that would lend to them anymore. So there is a lot of crisis still ongoing as we roll towards spring planting, not just for our corn and soybean and wheat and hay growers, but also as far as our dairy population. And speaking of uh, winter wheat and alfalfa, you can also feel free to let me know what you're seeing as far as winter kill or winter damage to your winter wheat or your alfalfa or maybe even your cover crops because of the wet fall that we had around Wisconsin. A lot of fields uh, didn't uh, get managed quite the way we might have liked late last year. And even more farm fields found themselves with standing water for an extended period of time this winter that unfortunately may have cost us our winter wheat stands or, more importantly, that very valuable alfalfa that uh, is now at 70-year lows as far as available supplies all across not just Wisconsin but across the countryside. So please feel free to share your stories with us. Fabulous Farm Babe on Facebook, one of the easiest ways to do that. Or you can always send me a message via Facebook. Let me know what's up in your backyard. Or as I said, call us toll free, 877-301-FARM. Well, I apologize that we couldn't get our man Bryce Noor up for you today. He'll fix his technical issues and be back with us on Thursday. Meanwhile, don't forget, you can find out what he's thinking about. He updates his commodity comments every weekday morning, right around 7.30 a.m. And I'm sure this morning it'll be about digesting the latest planting progress report in some of the sweet areas like Illinois, Iowa, as well as Indiana. All you need to do is go to farmfutures.com and you will find it right there on commodity comments. It's 5.55. This is the Farm Report with Pat.